just trust me, okay? This is Michael, and say hello, hello. to Sid. Hi, That's Sid. me. How are you, mate? I'm doing fabulous. How are you? <laughs> Glad to hear you're not here from the foreign country of Chicago. <laughs> so, in any case, let's get straight into it. So, Grammy nominees were nominated, or I'm sorry, announced um, earlier this month. We're going to be doing a separate segment on that shortly. However, for right now... On the cover of this week's People, we have Mr. Kanye West. And what is it that you wanted to talk about that you noticed? We'll hit on this, and then we'll keep going. All right. And one of the, what did I say? One of the categories. One of the 84 categories that there are for the Grammys. Oh, Kanye West uh, was nominated for a Christian album. (laughs) I know. How odd is that, right? I not really sure how to feel about it, except for the fact that, you know, like, maybe I have to think about when I was looking through these as unbiased as possible, right? Correct. Because, of course, I want to do a leap out of win every single one of them. And, yeah, you know, I can't. Well, and we'll, we'll get into the specifics on who was nominated, but the one thing I did want to touch on since you're talking about the oddness of the versatility of the categories and those that get randomly slung into different categories... If you really pay attention, all right, so what do we know? All celebrities at first are just hungry for a career. Then they get a career, and then they're hungry for an award within that field, right? So if you're a recording artist, probably going to want a Grammy. If you're an entertainer on TV, you probably want an Emmy. If you perform on stage, you probably want a what? Tony. Oh, I'm so proud. That's right, girl. Yes. And if you are a movie star, your ultimate aspiration would be the Oscar. She was Fuck. so close. So close. Yeah, you guys hyped me. One out of two ain't bad. All right. So, 50-50. <laughs> so, the point of, that I'm getting at is the ultimate, not triple, but quadruple crown would be the EGOT. Tony M. Okay. <laughs> Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. The EGOT. Okay? Emmy, Grandma, Oscar, Tony, EGOT. Mm, Emmy, mm. Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yes. I'll notice that um, the Country Music Awards is not in there, but even more shameful that the BET Awards is not in there. Oh, cancel. What? Cancel the rest of that um, shit. The BET Awards have been around for a lot longer than they should have. Okay, so the point of that is that what? you're able... Exactly. You heard me right. <laughs> yeah, play that back. I said it fast for a reason. So... The point of that is that you can get, like, let's say that for me, right, I'm a stand-up comedian, but I'm going to get nominated for a Grammy. What category do you think that would be? Uh, Spoken word. Very good. So if I'm an actor, for example, one of the top ones that randomly she's got an EGOT, she has an Emmy, an Oscar, and a Tony. It's not odd because she's an actress. Who do you think I'm talking about? Beyonce. Whoopi Goldberg. Fuck. So Whoopi Goldberg has those three, but she also has a Grammy. Black. Because of best what? Music video. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, shit. (laughs) No. Best comedy album. Uh, Which would be spoken word. No, no, no. Comedy album is separate from spoken word. An exemplary example of someone that won spoken word is Miss Who. Why are you doing this to me? Hillary You're like Clinton. Sending me- what? Hillary Clinton, yes. <laughs> and oh, other, this year? none other than who is it that did the whole thing about an inconvenient truth? 
Oh, he Gore. In, he yep, invented the internet. Exactly. <laughs> Mr. Al Gore. Yeah, so we've got people that are randomly getting Grammys. You're always thinking that it's just for musicians? Can Not I, true. Can I tell you what I think, what the theory is? Oh. Um, the coronavirus is knocking a bunch of motherfuckers out and like bottom of the barrel, Kanye West, Christian album. I, I think mean, that's how we got it. I don't know because I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to have to hear this shit. There's a lot of random artists though and I'm it's kind of interesting you bring up the Christian um category. There's a lot of random artists that kind of get pocketed into there. So I feel like if you and I were to sit down and if you look, there's not really a ton of artists that get nominated usually in that category yeah. because the max out is I think 5 or 8. Usually there's only like 2 or 3 for Christian album. I feel like if you and I sat down and cranked out a Christian album and put it under LGBTQ, I'm pretty sure we would oh, snag right one. To the- <laughs> Right to the top like, of oh, the queers love Jesus. Give them a nom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So That's back so to the point is that we were talking about Kanye West, and we are also seeing nothing but nonstop headlines about what? Why she's had enough. Do you really think Kim freaking Kardashian, famous for a sex tape, is going to divorce her other cash cow, even though she doesn't need him? But Kanye West? Come on. Even if they're having problems, do you really think they'd ever get divorced? Well... I mean, there's shits all over the the magazines. My point is, I just don't think it's true. Oh, well, they've also been saying that shit on the front of the magazines for eons. For eons. Oh, yeah. She wouldn't divorce somebody. Marry the first time for money. She married that. Well, the first dude she married was for, what, half a second for he's a basketball star? Nobody. And I thought then, her sister married a basketball player. Yeah. Did they marry the same guy? That whole family loves athletes. I'm going to tell you, girl, love athletes and black men, okay? One and the same. Blackleets. Blackleets. Blackleets matter. Blackleets matter. We're going to hell. Yes, we are. are going. (laughs) (laughs) Let's erase that. So. (laughs) I doubt it. Um, So next up, we're going to head straight over into, uh, while we're talking about race, we do both sides. White people, white white peopling. Um, (laughs) White people, white peopling. White people, white peopling. I I bet you can guess what we're talking about. That's right. The terror at the Capitol, as the article (laughs) says. In other words, white people that randomly are deciding that they're going to collect unemployment and riding the COVID wave so that they had time to storm the Capitol for no reason, wearing Viking horn hats and uh, paint, war paint, and taking pictures. They were so fucking bold. They didn't even have a mask on. That was very irresponsible. And they're in there and they're taking pictures like in the like Speaker of the House chair and shit. It was wild. And you know, because they're all, they're all party to a... A cult of personality, which is Trump, but he's not—he's not doing them any favors individually. L- you know what I mean? So it's so weird. Not since the War of eighteen twelve has the nation's <laughs> capital been so attacked, and never by Americans. Inside the horror from those who were there. I got to give credit to Sandra Sobiarge Westfall and Michelle Tauber. That was the most ridiculous statement. What an overstepping! It wasn't like they're like, and they had machine guns and machetes, and they were out there like. They were up there with some war paint, acting half-assed idiotic, just to make a statement. Yeah, but it really it was, was still... like an over-dramatized version of a PETA protest. Oh. <laughs> like, to be clear, to be clear, they're like, we love Trump, save the rabbits, I mean Trump. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was such a Crimea River situation. Next up, new mom Katy Perry in full bloom. One of the key topics she wanted to touch on here... <laughs> Was this this little section, and I like... Please don't even say it. Uh, no, I really like that Sid randomly, this catches Sid's little crazy eye. It's got all this other stuff, too. It talks about, when we last spoke in June, you were so excited about the idea of being a working mom. Okay, that's relevant. While you're on maternity leave, your doppelganger, Zoe, relevant. And then, this is what caught Sid's eye. What is your goal with this new partnership with Pokemon? <laughs> 
Because I used to, like, I used to draw my own Pokemon. I used to trace over Pokemon and say that they were my own creation and walk up the street to get my neighbor's uh, mom's affection. And then my brother would sit on the toilet while he's taking a shit and he would whoop my ass. <laughs> he would whoop my ass in Pokemon. I'm so glad you're talking about your brother and Pokemon. And because he's probably listening, you better be good brother. <laughs> Dr. Duran, my brother. The famous thing my dad and I and my mom joined in on it too was my brother, we'd be talking to him and it would look like it's registering and all of a sudden he'd be like, uh, he's like staring off into space. <laughs> my dad's like, where are you? Where are you? And he's like, oh, I know what's going on. Pokemon. 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 <laughs> well, like she's part of some, you know, 25th year anniversary, not necessarily a rebranding, but uh-huh. like a rejuvenation. And I'm just very interested in why they chose her. Yeah, I mean, she says, I think of the 80-year-olds and the 8-year-olds. I like if a whole family can enjoy something because there's so much power in a family unit. And now I've created my own. The other thing I like that she's not saying is, they pay me a lot of money. Yeah, so, also, give me, send me one picture of some 80-year-old bitch uh, holding a Charmander. Ah, Charmander, Charizard! Yes, exactly. They're over there talking about that. Pikachu, Raichu, yes, we we know, we go back. This goes back to those that used to collect pogs. Does anyone remember what a pog is? Oh, yes, a pog is, damn, it's either like the little disc that has a picture on it, wait, don't say it, or like the, yeah. Yeah, it was, and then you had to use those really heavy coins the, um, that were like to stomp the other ones and knock them out and all this other I crap. did not know you played a game with them. Mm. I thought you just collected them and... Like, started fights so this with all is, the middle school kids. So, thank you. I'm glad that producer Liz is over there giving us this look like, shut the hell up. I don't know what that is. Um, because <laughs> it was, honestly, it was like what you said. I was such a girly boy that I'm like, I want all of those pogs. But I don't want to play with them. I just want to because everybody else had them. I want to collect all the pretty ones. So <laughs> that's what I did. I had, like, endless containers. My brother's over there playing Pog Wars. And I'm like, these are mine. I don't want to touch them. I don't want to touch them. My brother was so cute. So... Um, he's how much younger than you? Five years younger. Okay. He always has accepted me for me to the point that I had sat in my room. I pulled one of those reflectors from outside <laughs> that like long, looked like a staff. Yes, I said it. And <laughs> I it had the little reflector missing out of it. I sat there with a hot glue gun because this is what 11 year olds do. And I put yarn around it and little stones. And he's like, Expelli <laughs> like, Hey, bro, come outside, grab your wand and come play. <laughs> but you are such a spectacular role model now. And I, I can imagine only then just being, you know, 100% yourself. Yeah. And that, I, you know, my brother loves me now. Now, right. Yeah. But like there was a time where, he would run me over like on purpose with his bicycle. Be you like, know? you're supposed to be playing with Barbies, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now I show that motherfucker how to do shit to his car. Exactly. That's right. So one of the other ones to touch on is Haley Steinfeld. How many of you know who she is? Can you say pitch perfect? Yeah. Oh, here, hold up. Shout out to my friend Des Cruz up in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. She went to cancer camp. With Haley Steinfeld. Either she did or her sister. What? Yeah. Way back in the day. Cancer camp? Yeah. What the hell? Explain. I guess you go to camp and you have cancer. The, uh, Haley Steinfeld had cancer? Yeah, she was doing like a... Um, she would lay her hands on the people and and she would make their cancer go away. Haley Steinfeld? Yes. It was... This is stuff that we need to vet ahead of time because Haley, I'll know about this, 
But girl, if you did this, it doesn't I'm say a, that in there. Flip the page. Uh, this isn't talking about that. It's talking about her Mm-mm-mm. stuff as a, in her career. You don't know. The, the next article is about a serial killer. No, <laughs> that targets veterans. They talk Which about. part of that story do you think was a lie? <laughs> Two truths and a lie. <laughs> serial killer, cancer healing, or she's a fabulous closet singer. But she's also beautiful, and her songs are so catchy. She is. And I she didn't can know heal I cancer. I was starving until I kissed you, tasted you, loved you. Yes. Oh, you just. Fuck to me, because I'm gonna. As soon as we walk out of here, that's you know all that I'm gonna song. listen to. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that I was starving till I tasted you. That song, that's a cute little song, and it's very simple to play on the guitar. Girl, we trying to get your album sold, honey. Release mm, another one. This is a but the side mix. note to this that I want to point out for all those people that are listening and in the '90s era, because I will say that I looked at our stats. It looks like we're only playing to people in the retirement home. Uh, because it shows age brackets. Wow. So, yeah, we're gonna need some twenty-year-olds up at her and thirty-year-olds, please. I go. Maybe they're um, listening to their like their actual. It podcast. literally said forty-five to fifty-five. Yeah, but and that... all female. So we're gonna need some men, please, <laughs> as well as younger. I can give you. I can give you a reason for why it would probably be majorly female. Well, but I'm gonna tell you another reason why is because it only was saying three people listen so far. Oh, okay. <laughs> girls listened Ta-da. so <laughs> Haley Steinfeld's dad this is a side note oh, because Haley Steinfeld's dad is body by Jake Jake Steinfeld I did not know that until recently for those who don't know because Liz didn't even know until I reminded her it's the guy big muscly guy that had all black hair now it's gray and we get up there with no shirt on and talk about I'm gonna sell you this like digest on this how to infomercial eat I'm gonna shit, sell- right? yeah infomercials on all that it really worked. People were getting it. But that's why this girl does not have this body by accident. That's a body by Jake. Okay. Damn, she just... She looks amazing. Plus, the cut of that dress is fabulous, too. Um, so, anyways, yes. So, there's that. Let's move on to the next one. Um, over here, you wanted to talk about... Oh, yeah. Um, none other than Wendy Williams is Uh-oh. going ahead <laughs> with a Lifetime movie about her, which is hilarious. Because, guess who... What I love about her is it's kind of like the quote that I sent about Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey was just straight up like, everyone knows she's high maintenance. That's a high maintenance woman. (laughs) And to the point where she goes, I am. And I deserve it. I've earned it. Mm -hmm. I'm high maintenance. It's not a secret. And what? Okay, Wendy Williams, she's basically doing the same thing. She's like, so Lifetime approached me. She doesn't even say that. I'm the executive producer of my biopic on Lifetime with a one-hour special featuring yours truly, all about me telling my story. So it's two hours of... Oh, no, it's like three hours because the movie itself is like two, and then it's her for an hour telling her own story. So if you didn't get it from someone else acting it out as her, then she's going to be her and tell you about her. Uh, no, No offense to Lifetime. And like, thanks for all the like happy Christmas movies and shit. No, no, like no, that. that's Hallmark. But like, Lifetime oh. is all of the my husband's a killer and nobody knows. Yeah, but it's still on the same. <laughs> it's still on the same like bracket. I feel like you know if Lifetime or Hallmark approaches you about making her a movie, been it's hitting not her because she doesn't make the cookies tier. fast enough. Those movies. <laughs> make you? me a sandwich, bitch! I got work in the morning. <laughs> Featured on Lifetime. <laughs> oh my god! But that's that's. I mean, she's on there. But Wendy will tell you. She didn't get this far because she let everyone else promote her. She was her number one fan. I'm going to tell you what. We're our number one fan too, girl. I feel you. But I wish you stopped putting that stuff up your nose because when you passed out on your show, that was, that was sad times. How does it even stay up there? How does it even stay up there? <laughs> oh, digga, 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 that's low. So... <laughs> 
But you got to see, it doesn't show the picture of the actress, but the actress who's portraying her is like a caricature of her. The candle just went out. Um, is the picture of, is the caricature of her. This chick has like a pencil waist and then they put butt pads and boob pads in because everything else is boop, boop. She's like Jessica Rabbit as a black person. <gasps> Jessica Rabbit. Yes. It's Jessica hilarious. Yes. Black Brit. <laughs> okay. Next. Next. So yes, that was, I can't believe that she was having that movie made. Um, next up, we're going to talk about, I'm trying to find it. All right, so what did you want to talk about with this? No one is prepared for fame. Country star Morgan Whalen. Oh, we were going to talk about like the comeback of the mullets. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you can see it prominently Yo, featured and here. And you know what? I got this crazy obsession with um, red mullets. There's another guy named Johnny Craig. They call that ginger obsession. <laughs> um, there's. It's not just I exclusive to mullets. I don't know why you guys would think I have an obsession with redheads. Hi. Anyways. <laughs> but um, there's this guy named Johnny Craig. Um, beautiful, beautiful singer, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got this beautiful, you know, ginger mullet. I'm going to put you on the spot. Name a song. Um, Children of Divorce. Oh, he's like a deep singer, too. <laughs> nice try. He's a deep say. singer. Yeah, he used to What's sing What's the genre? With, um, Ga- dance, Gavin, dance. Um, the genre? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's like hip-hop, country, No, no, pop. no. It's, it's like... Because he also has another band called Emerosa. What? Right? And Emerosa's all rock. This is Johnny Craig? Johnny Craig. Okay. Uh, Emerosa's all rock, and his other like single album is like folky. So like for those slower. who don't know, because I don't know how you might not know, but the comeback of the mullet. The mullet is party in the front. Oh, no, business in the front, party in the back. That's yeah. what it is. Business in the front, party in the back. A.K.A. a la Billy Ray Cyrus. Don't tell my heart my achy breaky yes. That Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, yeah. That's who we're talking about. And it's hereditary because Miley caught it. <laughs> for two seconds <laughs> well and she's not letting anyone looking. break her achy breaky heart she's gonna come in like a wrecking ball so <laughs> that's where she's at <laughs> so she's always so good Michael that girl always doing something crazy and she's wearing nothing but uh, pot leaf prints now oh no 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 no. you know what I'm she glad we earned off- it no I'm glad we went off on that tangent with her though because actually she's so fucking random now she's doing this like shout out to 80s music and she's actually not half bad because she's bored in fucking being quarantine. rich, she's also like nah, she's rich in quarantine. In she's been studio. she's been hitting up regular run of the mill people on Instagram and shit, and be like, I date you too. You want to go on a date? Like teasing these motherfuckers. Uh-huh. And she's bored. Well, as pop hell. quiz. Do you know who her godmother is? Um, Liz Dolly Parton. <gasps> yes. I could have told you that, and she will always love her. She will. <laughs> <sighs> yes, indeed. So let's go ahead and jump into. Um, the front of this book, uh, the front talks about flat broke to design superstars. So a segue off because one of our other mainstream uh, topics that we do on rotation is on interior design. I was kind of interested in seeing that on the cover because, yeah, a lot of people who just kind of knew a little bit are now replicating the success of the Gaines family that, of course, I'm talking about Joanna and Chip Gaines that have Magnolia and blah, 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 everything else. But now it's like there's another uh, family that does a show. It's called Flip Town or something like that. And it's a husband and wife. Them and two other husband and wife teams have opened up not just a Magnolia like home type of place because uh, the Gaineses have some place called Magnolia Farm or something like that where you can go and stay there. It's like a bed and breakfast and, on their farm and they have yeah. a restaurant and a store. 
this these people could not just settle for that. Like, we're going to have a farm and you can come stay here. They bought a town and reopened four whole, like, old-ass based named stores, like Blah Blah Blah's Mercantile and the Blah 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 Blacksmith. And they reopened those stores and they're reselling brand new versions of those products now. So, like, there's people, yes. I'm like, they, and that's how white people are. You know, they can't, they can't have to be the best. They're like. They can't even talk shit because they they were successful about it. And they put every dime that they were, added to it. But you know what I'm saying when they talk about um, everybody that they got the white privilege and all that, that shit that they just always joke on. But it's true because the Joneses are trying to keep up with the Joneses and be better than the Joneses. <laughs> so the Joneses are trying to keep up with the Gateses. So, and I'm telling you, that is crazy. Instead of just buying a farm and like rehashing that, which the Gaineses made that famous when they flipped it and it was like a passion project on the sideline they talked about the whole entire run of their show and then they turned it into what it is now. This, these people just barely got a show and bought a town and relaunched the town. <laughs> I, was, I was shocked when I read into that. I was like, what the fuck? Who does that? Have you, have you watched their dynamic at all? Have you seen how they, they interact are so, with one another? So it's just like, okay, uh, segueing off into something because we're about to go into producer's corner. Uh, the, you know how they talk about it's the storyline on sitcoms is always fat husband, skinny wife. Okay. And you don't ever see that in reality. Okay, I'm not trying to downplay those people, and I'm not even naming their names because, honestly, I don't remember them because they're not that important yet. But they, uh, it is big husband, little pretty wife. and But they are so... What, the two white people in that picture right there? No, 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 it's other ones. Oh, okay. But, yeah, because these ones, they're, they're quasi-whatever. I know there's one, like, sweaty guy. Well, it's this lady with short blonde hair, and her husband is a ginger, and he looks like a lumberjack. He That's could be the broad That's Fixer Upper. No, uh, on HGTV? Yes, but mm-hmm. it's another show. It's another, I, I'm yeah, not sure. Sorry, but anyways, I've been distracted. No, it might be. But the point is, it's like that dynamic. And they, I, and that's the other thing. I'm glad you bring up dynamic. A lot of these couples, they actually seem happy. Like they actually love working together and they're supportive. It's a dynamic that in normal society we're not used to seeing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But there's a couple that was on Oprah's network. Um, I forget their name, but because I was just about to say, there's no like black design couples on HGTV. Have you thought about that? There's all prominent white designers and white featured people. I don't think there's any black or Asian or Hispanic designers that are prominently featured on HGTV. Uh, either. Okay, so fixer upper. Except for me, got... y'all need to give me a job. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Although they're gonna be like the the Latino community is gonna excommunicate me. You're not they Hispanic won't. enough. You're not Mexican enough. No, they will not. Uh, my dad's always the one. He's like, you're not just Mexican. I'm like, okay, we got a little dash of Irish. God, what? back off, dad. <laughs> so. That's why your hair is red right now. Well, I have a little no stop, but that's dyed scarlet red. That is not hereditary, you hooker. But in, in my beard, yes, when I'm not shaving every day, 20 times a day. You get ginger in there? Uh, yes, I get wow. copper in it. It gets copper. I'll grow it out for a week if I can stand it and show you. Yeah. Oh. I look like I've got lucky child. Grow them chest hairs too, girl. <laughs> I'm cutting those bitches. Oh. Anyways, so yes. Well, let's go ahead and segue off into Producer's Corner, our new segment. I've got some stories that we're going to talk about with this. So first up, Sid, you had a couple of things you wanted to touch on specifically. So let's go ahead and get into that. The first up is, what's your favorite Australian's name? Oh, Bindi Sue Irwin. I love that you actually knew her as full-on Bindi Sue. Bindi Sue Irwin. Yes. Um, she, uh, I've been actually following, I've been following her on Instagram for like years now. I like accidentally yes. stumbled upon her and I was like, who is this beautiful? <gasps> Bindi Sue Irwin? I know, I love it. And then she's up in here cheating on me with this husband. Mm-hmm. What's his name? 
Whoever. I don't know, but he looks an awful lot like her brother, but with brown hair. Um, we got okay. some Angelina Jolie, Jolie brother, um, sister Jolinas. love going on. <laughs> uh, but in 2003, there's a picture of their dad and Bindi kissing their mom's belly. You know, I suck. I don't know any of their names except for, oh, Steve Irwin. Yeah, it's Corey. But what I got to say <laughs> and about Bindi, that, though, fuck that, that's probably one of the saddest stories was when that guy died and the way he died. But you know what? He truly died doing what he loved. So, yeah. I mean, he was out there with an animal. We don't be fucking with those stingrays. But he was he was doing his thing and it kind of got away from him. So, <laughs> so I mean, I got. follow my girl, Bindi. Yeah, don't worry. Oh, and then flip to the back because the next okay. thing you wanted to talk about was Ms. Remini. Oh, Leah Remini. Yeah, so, let, um, so while you're flipping to that story, I will touch on that. So one thing, I don't know if those of you are knowledgeable on Leah Remini and her career, but she was prominently featured in like a million shows. Everybody knows of the epic saga that was the Susan Lucci of the Emmys. So everyone knows about how Susan Lucci was nominated a quadrillion times, blah, blah, blah. So Susan Lucci was known for being like endlessly nominated, never winning. Leah Remini was known as the cancel queen. She was constantly being brought on to do sitcoms and they would immediately get canceled. (laughs) Until what show? King of Queens. Bam. So she hit King of Queens and finally some fire. So she was like, (laughs) yes. Well, then she goes on to get pulled onto a little show that is now successful and has won probably a dozen Emmys, The Talk, prominently because of being so well-spoken and so passionate. Correct. She was in the first season, booted. Booted from the show. Yep. They somehow, like, sidelined her. And she's talked about it before. She's she's heard about it. She oh, she's mad about that? Oh, yeah, it? because the show was supposed to be competing with The View, but not in the same cattiness as The View. And it's true, because that show is actually really good still. They all the have, View? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. No, I would never say okay, The View is a good okay, show. thank God. I would never say that. Sorry, I love you, Whoopi, but no. Obviously, you're getting a big paycheck, girl. But anyway, um, I'm talking about how the talk is just like, whoa. That show is actually like really good. They're really nice to each other. The only thing that sucked was um, the featured, um, the featured uh, performer of that show, Julie Chen, so the talk in Hollywood, because I was living out there at the time, the talk amongst producers behind the scenes was that her husband just wanted to keep her sidelined. Oh, yeah, this is some inside scoop shit here. Leah Remini's husband? No, no, no. So Julie Chen is the one that hosts Big Brother. Okay. Okay. Julie Chen's husband owns a little network called CBS. So <laughs> her, her husband, not owns rather, but was the chair of it, the head of the whole thing of all scheduling and all this. Because... Apparently, and this is what was alleged at the time, but now that I'm thinking about it, it coincides with what's going on now. To keep her distracted, he went ahead and gave her a talk show, a.k.a. The Talk, to keep her busy full time. Why? Well, now she's not on The Talk. As of two years ago, when it came to light that he was banging all these other broads off to the side. Oh, of course. Yes. So, (laughs) yeah, so it's kind of funny because that actually does kind of make sense, though. Uh, I'm still waiting for, like, the part when Scientology comes in. Because of Leah Remini. But. Oh, no. So now. I'm just so no. So Leah Remini was on there. She got booted off of that. She's gotten booted off of several other shows. Did you ever watch her reality show on, I think it was A&E? Aftermath? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that reality show. Oh, I love that The Scientology one. The one that's just about her life. Oh, no. Her and her husband are so happy. They're really nice people. They're really happy and content in their life. And they have a shit ton of money because she knows how to keep some money. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. got some restaurants. And her nails, I was Family business and all this. Her daughter's really sweet. But yeah, they're really nice and people. And her sisters are fine as hell. And then that show got canceled. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, but you know the show that didn't, and she did it right. Aftermath, on um, which is all on what A and E Scientology. Oh yeah, the Scientology show. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So you want to talk about Leah Remini because what's it talking about in there? Oh well, she's on a game show called. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna guess it, Michael? Uh, no, but it looked like it was some sort of a dating show or something. Yeah, well, it? I fucking failed again, you guys. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. I can't Hand even. I can't even find it. Here, give it to me. <laughs> I'm disappointed. I don't think that she should be, uh, like, it's just going to get canceled. Not because she's not good at her job, but she's going to get booted off or whatever because they find some old, like, text message or some tweet that where she said, you know. Leah Remini on her next next big move. Oh. Game on. This is a new job for me, says Remini. Insight on the set of People Puzzler. I want to make sure that I'm there for the contestant. People Puzzler. Uh, she's an actress, an Emmy-winning producer, and a best-selling author. And now she's going to be on some new show that's talking about solving puzzles. The point is, she's dumbing herself down just to get a paycheck. Or yeah. But you know what? She doesn't really need the paycheck. And that's the sad part. That goes to show So she you, probably enjoys it. I was going to say, I think, honestly, the, the people that are true performers at heart, they get to a point where it's like, nobody's giving me a fucking chance to do what I actually love. I'll take it. Whatever it is, I'll take it. <laughs> just give me a fucking job. Yeah. So yeah, they're there because celebrities are people too. So, we talked about Bindi, we talked about Leah. Next up, we're going to talk about a few topics that Liz was big on. Liz, you want to hustle on over? So, first up, we're going to touch on... I can talk you in. Um, First up, we're going to touch on Katie Couric, then we're going to touch on stocks, and then we're going to move on over to Bernie Sanders Mittens. (laughs) (laughs) So, first up, Katie Couric. Katie Couric was out there making rounds, not for the news, but she was making news because she's the latest guest host facing criticism for Jeopardy. So apparently I had known that Ken Jennings was actually up for it just as, you know, in limbo land because he held the record. Apparently, just like they're doing with everyone else, they went backwards on his Twitter and saw, oh my gosh, he said something that was not good. Not to mention that he's white and from Salt Lake City, Utah. So what the hell did you expect? Of course, he's going to say something sideways. Oh, of course. So kicked his ass on out. Next up. They start talking about Katie Couric, kicked her ass out. What's going on with that? Oh, I was watching the Bill Maher show uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, because there was a Kentuckian on there, and she and the Kentuckian were talking about what a train wreck the Trump administration was, and she said some pretty liberal comments and some pretty snarky things, and I guess it got out, and they decided not to consider her for the Jeopardy show. She uh, said during the Real Time with Bill Maher episode that the yep. question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who right. have signed up for the cult of Trump? Uh-huh. That was a direct quote out of her mouth. Exactly. And that was and and, and it was taken in context as well. Mm-hmm. And the and I would have to agree you're going to have to deprogram people. I'm sorry though, but I mean, last I checked, aren't we in America? Can't you say something? God damn. No, it's you just, can't. It's like, no, can you just not say anything? Is that where we're at? Not if you want to host Jeopardy. Don't not, forget to. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, and I'm telling you right now, I, this is why I'm telling you ABC, CBS, NBC, when y'all need somebody to come in and be on the board to help you make better decisions, the logical choice to replace Alex Trebek that I thought of right away while I was at the gym, the second I heard he died, LeVar Burton. Well, yes. LeVar Reading Burton. Rainbow. Hello. Black actor, Emmy winning, and intelligent, and on fabulous. Star Trek. Come on, he the meets next all generation. the criteria. Who ducking did? 
Yeah, and he was from Roots. Yeah, he was from Roots. <laughs> Come on. They're about to redo Roots, by the way. But yeah. They've already redone it once. It no, was on Hulu. I thought they only redid the, or I'm sorry, not redid. I thought they just did like the next generation or whatever. No, they redid Roots for Hulu. Oh. Uh, I'm glad we're segueing into this for a second. And I know it's inadvertent because I'm really good at doing this. But um, what is the deal with them doing these shows where it's like, so Steel Magnolias that was set in blah, blah, blah was all white. I know. Let's go ahead and make it all black. Like, what? why are we doing this? That doesn't make sense. And please tell me why, because I'm going to tell you why I thought of it right away, too. It doesn't make sense because it's not real. Well, because, I'm sorry, but prominent families that were affluent at uh. the time that they were framing Steel Magnolias, I'm just, I apologize, they just weren't black. They weren't black, that's, yeah. That's just a fact. So my thought was, and I know this is going to sound really twisted, so what are we going to do? Are we going to go ahead and do Roots, but instead we're going to invert it and be like, the white people are slaves and the black people well, they did them? Well, they did make that show called The Knots and Crosses. Um, excuse me? Yeah, there's a show about actually, instead of white people coming from Europe down to Africa and colonizing, the Africans coming from Africa to Europe and colonizing, and it's reversed. Oh, I've heard, there's another show that shows. Uh It's really cool. What's that show that's on Netflix? I'm glad you brought that up too. There's a show, I think it's on Netflix, that talks about what if Hitler won? Oh, no, that's not on Netflix. That is on uh, Amazon Prime. It's the Man in the High Castle. Yeah. And I've seen all of that, too. Yeah. I do kind of like that turn because, see, to me, that's not far removed from reality. It's But I'm talking about where they're taking, like, we're not so unoriginal that we have to remake old shows and try to conform them into this PC culture where you can't, you've got to watch every syllable that comes out of your mouth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, I just don't understand. We're getting to a place where it's like a joke's not even going to be funny. When I found out now... I will say, I do remember looking back, watching some of the classic Looney Tunes, and you look back, you can understand why they probably did need to sideline some of those. Yes, they did. But, but like, we, we have to draw a line. I think we're still trying to figure out what that line is, but when is it that we're being too sensitive, and when is it that we're not being sensitive enough? We need to kind of find that. We're being, too, we're being not sensitive enough when it gets thrown in our face by somebody, and too sensitive when it's not funny anymore. Well, okay, and I agree with that. But the other thing I was going to say too was it was like when I was when I was still like looking online and dating online and I was putting my preferences out there and a guy might be black, right? Uh-huh. That wasn't necessarily my go-to for attraction when it came to like what races or what look. Okay, so if your mouth is shut and I don't know anything about you and you're in a magazine, let's say, what am I looking at? I, I'm sorry, but I was just more drawn to lighter complected people, whatever uh-huh. that looks like um, at the time, but... Sometimes maybe somebody darker skinned would draw my attention. I I don't feel like that means that there's something wrong. I feel like that means I'm a person that has preferences. Right. You know, I mean, then what is it going to say? Oh, so you're saying you're not attracted to women? What are you, sexist? Uh-huh. No, I'm gay. Yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm you're just, very sexist. I'm just not. Like, I'm not allowed to not be. Like, wh- you must say women are pretty, just like men are. Everything must be equal. Like, I don't know. Well, what you must you... say your favorite trans woman's pretty. Well, obviously, Lizzo the Great. So, <laughs> moving on before we go ahead and find ourselves in isolation and <laughs> off to the side. Um, next up, you wanted to talk about what was going on with our favorite little mitten man, Bernie Sanders. Oh, I love Bernie Sanders. I've been having so much fun with the little memes that have been coming out. I'm oh. telling you, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't get it. I don't get the draw. 
I just don't think it's funny. I'm like, he was wearing mittens and sitting in a folding chair. He's fucking loudmouth Bernie Sanders. He's very practical. And I, but I will say this, what I loved about him, which I didn't really care too much about him until he said it was, he was like, I'm from New England. We it gets mittens. really cold. We wear mittens. These were mittens that were knitted by some chick at my church or wherever the hell. And that's what I was wearing. Well, the like, best thing was they made a t-shirt about it. and A t-shirt, he, a mug? Uh, a mug. And he gave his likeness so long it was it went to charity. And he was just nice about it. Oh, see. Now, I'm going to tell you this. What's her name? That witch lady? The one that became famous, Elizabeth Warren? Oh, oh, the other, the one from Massachusetts? Yeah. Oh, God, I yeah. hate her. You know that someone like her, if they were like, oh, we like, she'd be like, no. No. Not unless all the proceeds are going to Satan. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but so the, be- the best one that I saw was OJ with his hands up wearing the mittens. Oh, okay. I, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie about that. That <laughs> was funny. Fresh off the heels, I'm sorry, on the heels of me having just watched the series, I was like, shut up. If the mittens don't fit, you mustn't quit. So, <laughs> yes. Oh, and then there was the uh, steel mentioning steel magnolias, the uh-huh. steel magnolias uh, with uh, Miss Truby oh, in the salon, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Cutting Bernie's hair. Oh my god! Uh, the album covers that you posted. Oh, oh my god! The police recording every little thing she does is magic with Bernie sitting there at this. Those were killer. Those were killer. Um, next up, Bernie's you, addiction. You oh god, Bernie's addiction instead of Jane's addiction. Uh, the next thing you wanted to talk about was, I'm sorry, what is going on with GameStop and AMC? Oh, I love this. Uh, the people from Reddit, the trolls, have attacked the uh, the uh, hedge funders at Wall Street. The trolls on Reddit have combined together. They had gotten some information that uh, GameStop and AMC stock uh, were both severely shorted, probably 100% over to 100 to 150%. And so they kept on buying it, making it go up. And I don't know what happened today because I didn't hear the end of it. Well, in, in brief, this is what this one is a direct quote. If you're not a finance bro or someone who has recently seen the big short, though it might be difficult to figure out exactly what the deal is, there's GameStop, but also AMC and Reddit. We are here to talk through what in tarnation is happening and what it has to do with, check the notes, the Mets and Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. So, and also the word stonks. Have you heard any of this? I've heard of GameStop, and, but I haven't heard of Elon Musk and, and that. But at one point, yep. uh, some of the, uh, the apps that trade stocks uh, did not as of yesterday, did not allow uh, people to buy either uh, GameStop or uh, AMC stock. They could only allow people to sell it. Mm-hmm. Thus, influencing the market to drive the, the price of it down so that the hedge fund people don't lose their all of their shorts. They're going to lose some of their shorts. Oh, but- yeah. it's It says a bunch of Redditors in a group called Wall Street Bets then bought a, a billion gazillion, it does say that, yeah. GameStop shares in order to screw over those hedge fund guys. Uh-huh. And they did it with apps like Robinhood that make it really easy to trade stocks. Right. And now it's bleeding over into other threatened companies, including AMC and BlackBerry. Uh-huh. Buying them costs money, but it's also like participating in a meme, which is why they're they're getting called meme stocks. Is this right? Am I roughly in the right area? Yes, you're roughly in the right area. <laughs> What's happening is... These companies are betting that the stock's going to go down further. Well, what they have to do is they have to borrow the stock. 
and when they borrow the stock, they borrow it for a certain price. Well, if that if it's if it goes below that price, then they make money. If it goes above that price, then they're going to lose money because they have to go back once they borrow the stock. They have to go back and replace the stock. Well, and here's the way that it's broken down. So another helpful thing that can help to explain how short selling works in a ridiculously simplified fashion. Say your friend has a book worth ten dollars. You ask to borrow that book and promise to give it back to them in ten days. You then sell that book to someone else for ten dollars. You are betting that in 10 days, you will be able to buy that book for cheaper. So in 10 days, you buy the book for $4 and return Mm -hmm. the book to your friend. You have made $6. Now imagine that book is actually the stock of a company. This is a highly reductive and possibly inaccurate description of what short sellers do. That's exactly how it works. But if in that span of 10 days, that book's value goes up to, let's say, $1,000, you will have to buy the book for $1,000 before you return it to your friend. What the Redditors are doing is basically pumping the price of that book slash stock to astronomical amounts so that the short sellers are, as the saying goes, squeezed. Yes. Only it's not $10 we're talking about, but billions uh-huh. of dollars. And it's great because the Reddit, the little trolls on Reddit are just taking it to these one percenters and – they're going to squeeze them. And the one percenters have been controlling the market for too long. And I'd like to see the little guy win every so often. Well, that's what I was going to say. You know, um, not to go way, way back and to somebody that was clearly, and I cannot say it enough, clearly was used and made an example of Miss Martha Stewart herself. While she might be crazy and try to drive, run her neighbor over because they don't know how to park or something. Like, I get it. But that was so ridiculous because insider trading is like, sometimes that shit can just happen by accident. Yeah, And then you don't use that knowledge. But what I like is there was a show, and it's called Red Oaks, and it was on um, Netflix. It was only three seasons. And one of the examples of the character's arcing storyline was that he had knowledge of a trade that was coming up with a company. He knew that it was going to hit, and it was going to be worth something. And he was what? Excuse me. Just supposed to sit on that? No. So he acted on it. But then he shared it with others. And use that to his advantage as well. So, I mean, I get both sides of it. But the the real thing is, how would somebody even know and be able to trace back insider trading? That has to take it's some It's so digging. really hard. And the transactions have got to be so large. I, I have been put in my lifetime as back when I was working for Clearwire, I was put on a do not trade list because of uh, – You can be put on a list where you're just not allowed to trade? Where I, I had stock, but I could not trade it. Oh, uh, because of what was going on with the with, inside them the, acquiring Sprint yeah, and well, acquiring well, T-Mobile was, or whatever well, it, it was. No, it was before, it was it was a deal with Sprint, yeah. and I had knowledge of it. And at one point, with the the shares that I owned, I was probably two millionaire, three million dollars. I was worth on paper three million dollars, but because I was locked out of trading it. Yeah, you did say that. You said you're locked out. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So that's how it works, and I couldn't say a word. And I literally, it was the day after my son was born, and because I remember, I remember listening to the Wall Street news, and the stock started out at ten dollars and and closed at thirty six dollars that day. So, um, a side note to all of this: beware of how you're trading, and be responsible. There are books on Amazon on how to trade properly and uh-huh. how to make a lot trading from home. So I encourage it, and of course, the whole series. Blah, blah, blah for dummies. They, of course, talk about stock trading. Blah, blah, blah for dummies is a good thing to read. And yep. 
don't try this at home if you if you don't have the money. It's just like gambling. If you don't have the money, if you can't lose it, don't play with it. Like I know that. the biggest thing I always know is uh, to have people go to that uh, site. I'm not going to talk about it because they're not paying us. But blah 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 trade. It's just mm-hmm. one letter trade. Um, they're the ones that. I apparently make it easy and you can have like a stockbroker for like basically nothing. Well, Robinhood makes it easy to where you don't even pay for a trade. You can just pick your stock and buy it and uh, and there's it doesn't cost you anything. All these apps are... I'm going to have to investigate that a little more. The next thing I wanted to talk about since we were talking about AMC is movie theaters. Um, what I thought was really interesting that just happened was Netflix for the first time in their history, which not a very long history, but for the first time in their short history... They've announced because of what's going on and because of how dire it is that there's no exciting movies to look forward to going to see in a theater. They have unveiled their entire listing for the year of the release dates on all these movies that are coming out on their network. And you know what that says to me? Movie we're theaters. Big, we're, movie theaters gone. We yep. are the big dog in town. Yep. Come fuck with me. Yeah. But you know what's interesting? I've really started paying attention to it. Um, and it kind of makes sense. Like, if... If you're a company with a ton of money and a, a ton of disposable income, why wouldn't you go ahead and be like, you know what? Let's go the Oprah route and just have a network and then be able to produce our own shows and make money in another area. I mean, Apple TV, as if Apple doesn't have enough fucking money, now they've got Apple Plus. So, and they're their own production company. And I'm sorry, I got to do a shout out for The Morning Show. I just watched that. You know, I've been binging for like two weeks different shows because I've been recovering. But, I've been watching those shows. That show is with Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell. Uh-huh. It is so good. Uh-huh. That show is so good. I have not seen it, but I've been wanting to see it. So. I've heard a couple other shows on there are really good that I haven't had time to watch yet. But I will say, like you said, they're the big dogs in town. So now yeah, they're they like. Just, they just said, you know, this is what we're doing. Come Direct to release movies. I'm so excited. Um, it's the awards show season. It's my favorite time of year, clearly. And. That's why what's cool is they're about to announce the Golden Globe nominations uh-huh. and the Oscar nominations. February and March are the best times to, to yeah. watch. To well, watch. and they're going to be no- announcing these nominees for best movies and all this. None of them basically were in the theater. Back in my day when there was network TV. <laughs> oh, this was when all of the, the miniseries came on TV and stuff like that. And like this is when this is when Roots, Roots was on TV. It uh-huh. was in February. February was the big month. Oh, it's just like when MASH was on TV and it used to be that you had to make sure your ass was home in time to watch the show or you missed it. We had a $500, and this is $500 of 1981 money, which is probably like $3,000 of VCR that had a remote control, but Mm -hmm. it was a wired remote control. (coughs) And my mother was the only person smart enough to program the thing. Uh, And she kept videotapes in it, and we had like... And I was, my job was the remote control and I fast forwarded it when we watched movies. I'm telling you, it's, um, we're, we're in a weird time, but we're also, I mean, it's getting to the point where, I don't know, a lot of brick and mortar stores are starting to close down. A lot of companies are really looking at, do we need office space anymore? No. Yeah. I work at home. Yep. My whole company works at home. They have an office that barely anybody goes into. This is a good way to segue off, um, Later this month, we're going to have a whole episode that's dedicated to the focus on the lifestyle of working from home, working from home culture. It's a real thing to the point, too, where this also segues off into our next show on interior design, talking about 
there's a whole other area now for interior designers, which designing is designing your workspace. Yes, workspace and school from home spaces. Right. Because now you're having to do it all from home. So now instead of having your living room be the catch-all, there literally needs to be space for you to have, this is where my kids are going to sit when they go to school. This is where I'm going to sit while I do my job. And this is where I'm going to sit when we relax. Because one of the biggest hurdles that have been haunting people who wanted to work from home for a long time is actually being able to be as productive at home as you are in an office. Because when you're at home, home is there. So those dishes are now just feet away. Whereas when you're at work, you're not thinking about your dishes at home because you're not at home. Well, now you have to sit there and be able to actually be obedient to go, okay, my office hours are 7.30 to 4. I'm going to sit in this room. It, you'll be hard-pressed to find people that can really do that, you know, because then they're going to be like, oh, all right, it's 9 o'clock. I'm going to go sit in the living room and watch TV. And then it's 1 o'clock before they get back to work. There's a lot of people that can't. But also there's not a lot of people that have a job that might be as intense as yours where you're dealing and interfacing with people all day long, right? Right. Because that's what kind of job you do, right? Yeah, inter- I interface with people, but I also have time to myself, and it's a different schedule because I do have time to go do dishes. It takes 15 minutes. I'll go in there and do the dishes. I'll go in there and cook. And so I have... Technically on your lunch break. Technically on my lunch break. But my lunch break, I get lots of little breaks during the day. But I also work later hours. I was up at, because I don't have to go and pull my PC out and all of that. I can just sit down and start working on a PowerPoint at 1030 at night and get it done at 1130. Yeah, it's it's getting to the point where it's getting ridiculous with all of that. But there's a lot of different options and there's a lot of opportunities for different ways to make money. So we'll be touching on those throughout this month. We really appreciate you helping us get us along. People that are listening, tell your friends. We are Just Trust Me Okay. This is Michael. Thanks for tuning in. And our producers are... Liz. And... Sid. So thanks for listening, and we're going to go ahead and take a break from this. We'll come back with our next segment. Thank you so much. Just trust me, okay? Yay! Johnny, are you queen? Johnny, are you queen? Johnny, are you queen?